This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 86 of the Animaniacast. Goodness, what's that terrible smell? I believe it's secondhand smoke. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, but did you know that new state and federal statutes prohibit smoking in certain areas? Really? I had no idea. How rude and inconsiderate of me. Not only that, but the Surgeon General has determined that smoking is a leading cause of lung cancer. Is it a leading cause, or should it be the leading cause? I don't know, but it contains carbon monoxide. You don't say. I'd better get rid of these cigarettes right away. It's important not to litter, too. I guess I owe you kids a debt of gratitude. Thanks for your concern. Aw, gee. We like helping out because it makes us feel good. Not because we're trying to, you know, win a humanitarian animation award or something like that. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We're the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, talking about all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again in California is my brother Nathan. Sorry, but performance anxiety. <laughs> oh, and joining us across the country, it's Kelly. Hello. I thought something might have been gone wrong with your microphone, Ethan. No, I'm just like, let's see how long I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we are talking about episode 86 of Animaniacs, which includes the segments of a very, 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 very special show. Night of the Living Buttons, and Soda Jerk. And, uh, well, somewhere we're going to come up and talk to you and say, hey, hey, before I, before I watch the show, what do you have to say about it? Uh, what would you say about it, Nathan? Um, it gives me an idea of what the uh, season two, or, the you know, the, the reboot might look like, I'm guessing, from that first segment. <laughs> and, <laughs> Kelly, what about you? It was a very, very, very... Very special episode. <laughs> <laughs> sure was. Um, well, today's uh, episode, uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us uh, when this episode first premiered? Oh, um, let me look that up. Uh, well, oh, okay. So Saturday, September 21st, 1996, Joey. That was, uh, if I remember right, that was less than a week after the premieres of Judge Judy and Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, it was also a day after the first Wives Club, that movie came out. And it was also the same day that Meg White married John Anthony Gills, who took Meg's last night last name to become Jack White, and together they would form the White Stripes about a year later. So, there you go. And rumors persisted for years afterwards if they were brother and sister or husband and wife. <laughs> they were their exes, basically. Their exes. They, they, well, because they were married in 96, they got a divorce in 2000. So most of the white stripes, they were divorced. They're just this divorced couple that just... Uh, just we have the same out. last name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting, <laughs> interesting. 
All right. Well, and Judge Judy still around. Yeah. And still watched by my mother-in-law to this day. Judge Judy and Executioner. (laughs) (laughs) That's the that's the reboot of Judge Judy. (laughs) It gets more extreme. Yeah. Well, before we get into our discussion of today's cartoons, we had a brand new variable verse, and that was Fraser Craney. Fraser Craney. And uh, they showed, uh, oh, Kelsey Grammer, that's the guy's name. A very creepy looking Kelsey Grammer mm-hmm. uh, that they were showing. And, I, and uh, looking at the, the screenshot of it, honestly, I, it looks like Yakko has something in his hand. I can't really tell what that is. I don't know, Nathan, if you, Nathan Kelly, if you could pull that up. I, I think it's like a phone. It looks like a phone, doesn't it? Like, is like that I'm listening, you like, know? Like that's on the, a, that's his, I'm yeah, that's listening. his, yeah, when you call <laughs> into Frasier. a show. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a weird, uh, anyway, the show Frasier was on. It was a good show. We used to watch Frasier a lot, but. Yeah, he had a cute dog. He did have a cute dog. Or his dad. I guess it was his dad's dog. But And did you hear that they're... Speaking of all the reboots going on, did you hear that they're in talks of rebooting Frasier? Like Frasier in a new... Pl- yep, yep. Kelsey Grammer came out and said that he is in early development talks to uh, talk about what Frasier has been doing now. Hmm. With, a, I guess, living in a new city and... Things like that. I don't know. As long as he has his brother Niles with him, then I'm all for a reboot. Because, you know, that was good stuff. And also, <laughs> ALF. ALF, they're talking about a reboot of ALF as well. And again, like, ALF comes back from outer space again with a different family this time. So, yeah, didn't they do like a, a mo- they did like a movie or something, right? Did. With ALF, like a... A made-for-TV movie. Oh, I don't just remember. As a reboot. Yeah, the last that was like ten years ago or something. Yeah, I remember watching that. It was decent. It was okay. I mean, the, I remember the the episode, the last episode of the original run of Alf, left off on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he gets he gets caught, and then like he that's gets captured it. by the FBI, and that was the end. And so it was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So they had to make this TV movie, like like Nathan said, I I guess about ten years ago. To kind of tie up that plot thread of what he's doing in the, you know, in Area 51 or something for all those years. But that's something to look forward to sometime in the future. And um, <laughs> what, what were you saying, Nathan, that that it's not so a phone? It's, it's not a phone. It's a microphone. It's, uh, okay. It just, the, the, you can see it, it lines up with the, the seam of his pants. I had to watch it a couple times. Okay, but. so... Which I guess would make sense since Fraser Crane records a radio show, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of <laughs> just this weird black object that he's holding. Yeah, so. it's not a great drawing. No, it's really not. <laughs> so, <laughs> but whatever. Okay, at least mystery solved there. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion of today's uh, episode. It's a it's a pretty good one and uh, has some ups and downs and. Uh, well, let's go. Let's just get right into it. Wait, but, there was already an episode with ups and downs. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. That was not, a better episode than yeah, this. What? Yeah, we'll go back to that one if you want to listen to that one. But we're gonna go. Let's get right into 
a very, 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 wait, a very, 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 very special show. And a very, 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 very special show was written by Randy Rogel. It was directed by Liz Halsman. Kelly, tell us what happens here in a very, 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 very special show. The Warner siblings are up for a um, humanitarian award. And so they are on the beach and they try, or they, they see a beached whale and tie rope to it and get on a boat and take it out to the sea. And so the whale gets back in the water and starts swimming, is all happy. And that kind of sets the tone for this segment because they are super duper helpful and nice and friendly and not at all like what we expect from the Warner siblings. Um, they don't want to take a car because they want to reduce their environmental pr- footprint. And they um, talk about recycling and... They see Hello Nurse in a swimsuit, and people are ogling her, and they're like, oh, you shouldn't objectify women. And he's like, wow, we've never we've never heard that on this show before. That's kind of amazing. And... You know, it's a shame that there are some men who view women as objects. I'll handle this. Excuse me, Doc. But I don't believe violence ever solved anything. I agree. There's too much violence on TV as it is. That's why we at Animaniacs feel there should be a more productive means of conflict resolution than inflicting injury on another party. You're right. Losing one's temper only makes you wrong. They see Thaddeus plots on the beach, and he's got a cigar, and they talk about how... um, Lung cancer, or, you know, cigarettes can cause lung cancer, even secondhand smoke. And they start reciting facts from, like, the EPA and, I think, the USDA. And they've got all these books and um, <laughs> uh, because Wacko has sandwiches and he offers a vegetarian sandwich or beef sandwich and says, You sure you don't want beef? It's really good. Well, Wacko, as much as I like the taste of beef, recent studies have shown that the high fat content of certain meats can be a major contributor to heart disease. Which I found interesting because they didn't even bring up the whole part about, you know, killing animals for meat or anything. I thought they were (laughs) going to go that route with like, oh, you know, it's harmful to animals and that's why we should be vegetarian. And causes greenhouse gases. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so they went the, the fat route um which is you know that also makes sense but um yeah it was just all about i mean if it was like a captain planet episode really it's true but i guess i never really watched captain planet but i i kind of remember i couldn't stand captain planet so but then at the very end uh of course they get a a news bulletin uh, i guess like halfway during the show right not not quite halfway, but... It's, or like 75% or 80%. 75, yeah. that's what I meant, yeah. The winner of the Humanitarian Animation Award is about to be selected. I'm proud to announce that this year's award goes to... A Panda Called Pookie! To the winners of this great honor and the accompanying large cash award, we wish to say... 
congratulations. And to the losers, well, better luck next year. And they don't win. So then they start being their usual selves again. In fact, I think they even get worse than their usual selves. They're like, yeah, they do. They're taking it to the extreme. They talk about, you know, like cutting down the a Christmas tree and and watching TV all day, eating tons of cheesecake with sugar. I was almost expecting one of them to say, let's start smoking because they were, yeah, they were going back worried. on everything. This is a children's cartoon. Yeah, they had to stop there. But they did, you know, drive their gasoline-guzzling car. I think I'm going to go buy a large hot fudge sundae and have it for dinner. You want to come? Okay, but let's take the car. Yeah. We'll have to stop and fill it up, though. That pig sucks gas like it's water. I really wish they would have said, like, let's all take separate cars to, uh. <laughs> you know, like, that would have been even even funnier and a worse way for the environment. But, um... But yeah, it's it's a it's a cute episode, right? I mean, it's a it's like you were saying, Kelly. It's very Captain Planet esque, and I couldn't stand that show as a kid. It was just I I mean I'm all for protecting the environment and all, but those sorts of cartoons just did not appeal to me as a kid. Oh yeah, I liked Ferngully. Yeah, but Ferngully yeah Ferngully had a weird way of kind of. I don't know. It wasn't. It didn't seem as preachy in some way, even though like that smog monster comes out at one point and does that stuff. I guess the only real reference to other stuff in this, it's possible that Randy Rogel, you know, the writers were parroting the fact that Tiny Toon Adventures actually won sort of a, uh, a humanitarian award. It actually won a an environmental media award in 1991 for an episode called Whale's Tales. And I think that was the one, yeah, it was the one where... And I don't know if you remember this one, Kelly, but there was a whale that Buster and Babs were trying to rescue that uh, a woman was trying to make this whale into cosmetics and things like that. Does that sound familiar at all to you? It vaguely rings a bell, but as the episode didn't have Steven Spielberg in it, um, it's not deeply embedded in my memory. (laughs) It's a whale of a tale on Tiny Toon Adventures. (laughs) When a baby whale's mother is captured by a cosmetics queen. Gotcha. It's the tunes to the rescue. Oh, poor baby. Will Buster and Babs save the whales? She's fluent in whale. Or become the catch of the day. I hope you like seafood, Babs, because we're chowder. But it seemed like there was more environmental messages out of the blue in the, in the 90s, definitely more than the 80s. People were starting to get a little wiser on what they should and shouldn't be doing to protect the environment. I could see why, you know, they did this episode. It just seemed like there was just so much stuff in pop culture that was pro-environment, which, you know, you should be. Um, Nathan, what were some of your uh, favorite parts of this uh, first cartoon? Oh, boy. Well, um, I like that they immediately hit the one guy that was 
uh, objectifying Hello Nurse. It was the first thing they do when they when they lose. <laughs> <laughs> but then <laughs> didn't, was, didn't they go back and then start objectifying her too? Sort of. I mean, then yeah, yeah they leaped into her arms. <laughs> I just heard. I'm sorry you didn't win the humanitarian animation award. Hello Nurse. But. That taught that one guy not to objectify her. That's I guess. their job. It's not completely terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I thought um, it'd be interesting if this is what the reboot's like, though. Like, if it's all politically correct. I mean, no. <laughs> I, I can almost guarantee it you it's be. not going to be. Yeah, especially with Family Guy kind of guy. Um, yeah. No, uh, it, was, um, it was fine. Like, I don't know. There's not... It's it's a pretty straightforward concept. Uh, I feel like it's some of it's a lot of the writers like complaining, like the whole smoking, like don't tell me not to smoke, kind of thing. Maybe, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading that into that. So, yeah, I don't know if Randy Rogel. I I would think that Randy Rogel, who wrote the episode, wouldn't. I don't know if he smokes or not. I would assume that he wouldn't. Being like a, a musician, a singer, you wouldn't. But who knows? I know yeah, some... a lot of a lot of bands, band members smoke and things like that. It's like a terrible idea, um, especially if like, you're trying to protect your voice. If that's like the voice that you yeah. want, it's like if you're like a voice actor, there shouldn't be. I'm, I would think that like Rob Paulson wouldn't be smoking, obviously. And yeah, so I, would... I don't think Rob Paulson. I never. I, yeah, he doesn't smoke. At least, yeah. So I don't know. But anyway. Not at all. <laughs> But yeah, I did get that. I get that. Get that vibe as well. That are they somebody like uh, kind of being? Uh, don't tell me to smoke. I don't know, but whatever. Kelly, anything that you uh, that stood up for you that the things that you thought were humorous? Um. Well, I mean, I've already kind of mentioned uh, several things, but um, I I do like after they. Well, I liked them showing a different side of the Warners even though they were mostly just pretending um, it was it was a different way of portraying them and then I also liked how they brought out the, the cheesecake at the end and they were going to eat it <laughs> it reminded me I had cake in the refrigerator I was like Ooh, I'm going to get some cake <laughs> anybody want a piece of really fattening cheesecake? does it have a ton of sugar in it? yeah like the one of the best lines is of course Dots where she says is it a uh, is it a, a leading source of cancer or, or the, the leading the, source? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, very, um, very cute yeah. uh, first cartoon. Let's go ahead and move on to our next one, which is called Night of the Living Buttons. And Night of the Living Buttons was written by Nick Dubois, and it was directed by Al Zegler. And, well, basically, in this, this is a... Uh, Sort of a parody of uh, zombie movies, but with Mindy and Buttons. Uh, Mindy's mom is once again leaving her daughter in charge of this dog, Buttons. And she's this time she has a good reason, though. I'm leaving now, Mindy. I'm a guest on Oprah, since today's topic is overprotective mothers. Okay, pretty lady, I love you, bye-bye! How ironic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in the distance, there is a cloud, there's a mist forming around the nearby cemetery and Mindy goes off to explore uh, the the cemetery she's chasing a uh, a, a frog that uh, that looks very familiar and uh, 
it gets a little payoff later. She chases this frog through the cemetery, and of course, Buttons ch- is chasing her, and wouldn't you know it, all the zombies are coming to life in the cemetery, and... They're tearing buttons apart in some places, and they eventually run into this house, and the zombies are trying to break down the door. Buttons is trying to hold them off and board up the walls and everything, and eventually they break in. And so Buttons breaks a glass in case of zombie attack, which releases this sort of gas everywhere. And then buttons becomes a zombie of sorts and dances a thriller he looks like michael jackson in thriller and he does this kind of thriller dance and escorts all of the zombies into a crypt where he closes them up and even the frog runs in there too and oh no the frog is in there but it's okay the frog ends up uh like it's michigan j frog who was of course the wb sports or spokesman i should say uh, and he does a little dance, and for some reason, uh, that really freaks Mindy and Buttons out. And so they run away from Michigan J. Frog. Hello, my lady. Hello, my mommy. Hello, my graveyard cool. The end. Uh, well, that's uh, that's pretty much <laughs> it. I mean, I guess the, those are the two uh, real big references there are, you know, Night of the Living Dead and uh, the Thriller movie. What do you guys think of Night of the Living Buttons? Kelly, let's start with you. It it was cute. I, I liked it when they started doing the dance. <laughs> that was a little <laughs> unexpected. It, it was, you know, it was funny because I was watching it just thinking. Because I have, you, have both of you seen, actually, the original Night of the Living Dead? I oh, no. I thought you were about to say the Thriller video because I'm old enough to remember when that used to come on MTV. Oh, I love that. But the actual Night of the Living Dead, I mean, I actually saw that, like, must have been, like, when I was in college I first saw it for the first time. And it's actually a really good movie. Um, surprisingly good, with uh, some you know, some good social commentary in it and stuff of the, uh, of the 1960s and stuff. And uh, just watching the, you know, everything go through, it's like, okay, they're just parroting Night of the Living Dead, you know, going to the house and try to board off the zombies. But... Right before it turns into the thriller, it really does kind of look like that shot where Michael Jackson and his girlfriend are like pinned down and the zombies are all surrounding them and there's no escape. Uh, I love that. I love that video so much as a kid. I used to watch the it all the time on MTV as well. Did you do you remember watching the making of Thriller at all, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, I think so. They, they would run it sometimes. I don't know. Like, it was not often they would run it. But there was this making of special that they would show from time to time. And it would show, like, how they did the, the you know, the effects with all the latex makeup and everything like that. And I just remember just being, just loving that. Watching that as a little kid going, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I probably saw it because I was always watching that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, what were some stuff you liked about this cartoon? Well, of course, Thriller. It was great. Uh, <laughs> um, I liked that uh, Buttons doesn't get scolded at the end. It's nice. That's true. Uh, 
They it's just like, uh, escape, I guess. I think it's the only episode or only segment that he doesn't get yelled at at the end, which is nice. Um, and the, the so uh, like Mindy talks a lot more in this one. I feel like than normal. Maybe she got a little older. <laughs> but yeah. her, her sentences do seem a little uh, bigger. But the thing I thought that was most out of character really was Buttons. Because he was walking on two legs a lot in this cartoon, I thought. Mm. Uh, and then there's the, the moments that I just feel like the people that were animating just were more comfortable with <laughs> two-legged animation versus four-legged. Because the one moment, I was just like when he's running through the cemetery... And I'm just watching Buttons, and I'm like, he's just walking on two legs a lot in this scene right here. And then when he finally gets on all fours again to run off into the house, he does this kind of hopping thing where he doesn't really, it doesn't really necessarily even look like a real dog running. It just kind of looks like a kind of a cheap little uh, hopping motion kind of towards the house. Which okay, that's fine. But uh, anyway, I did like that. I did like the look of those zombies, though. I thought those looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm guessing, does does Buttons become a zombie at the end of that? Like he's 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 a it's a zombie. It's a temporary fake zombie thing. It's just a zombie disguise. Okay, it's a zombie we'll disguise. Say. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but yeah, when, again, when, he, he was walking on two legs at the very end too. So he could, and he just stays on two legs at the very end. Like uh, I don't know, he's a lot. A lot of, he he learned how to walk on two legs and just did a lot in this cartoon. So I don't know. It's fine. Uh, when when Mindy says "kiss the frog, baby," that was that was a slogan for the WDP. Kiss the frog, baby. That's what I was looking in the reference thing. There it says that's a reference to the WB. That was a slogan. I I didn't I remember, remember that, that, but I, I looked it up, and apparently it was it was a slogan at one point. So wow. all right, well, if I can find a promo of it, I'll put it in right here. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> You never know. Sometimes people uh, record stuff and uh, on WB, so Kiss the Frog. Who knows? Maybe if I type in Kiss the Frog Baby on YouTube, it'll show the people from Sister Sister <laughs> saying it. <laughs> on the all-new WB Sunday night. Kiss the Frog Baby! Sunday. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap things up then. Let's go to Soda Jerk. And Soda Jerk was written by Rafael Rosada, Enrique May, and Adu Payton. And it was directed by Adu Payton as well. Nathan, tell us, uh, what does so what is Soda Jerk all about? What did you call me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, the Warners are trying to get away from Ralph, and they do. And then they see there's a soda shop right across the street. So they say, a timeout. And then they go get some uh, sodas, uh, some, uh, uh, what, are like a, what, are, what are those called? The root beer floats, I guess, kind of things. Yeah, like milkshakes. Like I don't know. Thinking, this like, is just the second episode in a row with a lot of ice cream. And I thought, what's yeah, going on with ice cream? Anyway. They love the ice cream, these kids. So um, <laughs> they all get their ice creams, and Wacko decides to drink his all in one gulp and then immediately gets the hiccups. Ooh, that's gross. Can you do it again? I can't help it. <sighs> and the Warners try to help him get rid of the hiccups by giving him lots of water. That doesn't do it, so they uh they they decide to get some help, I think that's all they try in the 
and uh, so they go around. They try scaring him with uh, Dot's pet. Uh, comes back. Uh, they they try uh, shocking him uh, through. Uh, I guess they they go to some scientists and the scientists shock him. They also shock him through electricity, like a Frankenstein experiment, which is pretty exciting. Um, and none of this is working. Um, so they uh, they decide, I guess, to give up and they take him to uh, as a as a scientific study to show up to all the doctors. This strange case where the, the, this man cannot get rid of the hiccups. That's when he his hiccups go away because he gets a, a performance anxiety. Oh yeah, also the uh, some aliens come and they force him to watch uh, um, Bob Hope. So there you go. <laughs> Wait, the aliens did that? I forgot that whole. Thing. No, uh, no, uh, the uh, that's two separate things. So the aliens come like they they stood still and they zap him with oh, a gun. That's right. They're, they they and, were stood still. Uh, yeah. they, they 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 tried zapping him. And they do a Clockwork Orange reference uh, by making him watch Bob Hope. So yes. Yeah, I tell you, old golfers never die, huh? They just kind of put it away. <laughs> Thank you. You're all beautiful. I wish I could take you all home with me. My caddy's not big enough. No, it's too cruel. <laughs> Which who was uh, voiced by Rob Paulson this time instead of, uh, oh gosh, uh, uh, now I'm totally forgetting the gentleman's name. Uh, voice of Runt is done by... Frank Welker. Frank Welker, yes. I think Frank Welker usually does uh, Bob Hope's voice on the show. But uh, in this case, I think this, that was a Rob Paulson. It was almost like Rob Paulson doing a Frank Welker, Bob Hope impression. So it was like <laughs> very meta. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that is that Soda Jerk. Um, <laughs> well, what were some moments in this? Final cartoon of today that you thought were humorous. Let's start with Nathan. Um, I liked when he had the hiccups. <laughs> this is a real medical condition, by the way. I've, every now and um, then I'll see, like, on the internet, like, about a... I think there was a girl that couldn't stop hiccuping a few years ago, and they couldn't figure no, out why. No, you know, just that you saw it on the internet doesn't mean it happened. Well, she was on the Today Show, too. I saw her. Oh, okay. I felt sorry for her because it was just this like girl. She must have been like eleven or twelve, and she just couldn't stop hiccuping. And I was like, "Oh, that would that's really painful." Stink. Yeah, I know. Especially it happened, like hurts like, your ribs. Mm-hmm. It would happen. How it are you supposed for to months. sleep? I don't know. Mm. That's um, weird. Anyway, but uh, yeah. Anyway, Kelly, what do you think? Well, I I don't know. It was so much funny, but it was kind of interesting when they ordered their shakes and they all ordered kind of different things and and have it served differently but it didn't look like the soda jerk guy did anything differently he just kind of made it all at the same time and whipped it all up and put it in the the glasses and i was kind of i was gonna start being impressed and then i was not impressed by what he did i i know i do have the same feeling like i just thought like how does he know which one is which (laughs) like he just threw them down Like which yeah. one's the low calorie one? Which one's the extra fat one? And which one? Because it kind of reminded me of when people order a Starbucks, and yeah. um, so I, I was like, "Oh wow, he's going to impress us with you know, kind of being a barista, but instead it'd be a soda jerk." And yeah, it was. I, he he kind of dropped the ball on that. They didn't seem to care. I was like, they all got the same thing and didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the initiation of this whole hiccup thing, though. Of uh, 
Yakko and Wacko's kind of dare to, or Yakko's dare, I should suppose, to Wacko to do it. It felt like something that, uh, you know, a lot of kids do from time to time. Are you going to drink that in one gulp? Hmm, maybe. Could be more than you can handle. I'll take that as a challenge. I've been doing this since I was a kid. So I, th- I did like the setup of it. And, mm-hmm. But it was a pretty, I mean, let's face it, it was kind of a a simple joke. I mean, they had, it seemed, we were talking before recording today that both Soda Jerk today and a very, 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 very special up, special show kind of had one joke and just kind of stretch it out to the extreme. And uh, there's cute things that happen along the way, but it's, uh, you know, seems like there could have been a little bit more to this Soda Jerk one. It was it was funny. I mean, it was cute. They put them in different it, scenarios, but... Eh. It could have definitely benefited from an appearance by Steven Spielberg. That's true. He mm. could have come in there and, like, put Steven in front of him. Maybe that'll fix him. Steven knows what to do. Yeah, uh, that would cure me of the hiccups, because I would, I would be freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Although they did mention some of the hiccup cures in this, that, uh, you know, like uh, putting sugar in your mouth or honey... Mm, um, yeah. What do you guys do spoonful. when you when you have we your already, What did you? We already do? talked about That's this. That's true. We did the because there was a Good Feathers cartoon <laughs> that had the exact same plot as this episode, it which is another called Hiccup, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. We usually so <laughs> drinking water gives me hiccups, so um, I'll usually like hold my breath. Hold your breath. That's yeah. what I do. I hold my breath for as long as I can, and then until you longer. pass out, and then and then I wake up. <laughs> And then I'm like, hey, hiccups where? are gone. Yeah, hiccups are gone, and I hit my head on the table, and uh, and I got a bump on the head, so it's all good. That's that's what Homer Simpson did. That's I can't remember why. <laughs> Homer's always hitting his head in the various things, though. So it's who can who can say? I like stories. <laughs> that's what he says. Well, uh, oh yeah, that's right. When he he couldn't get his way, and he held his breath. Yeah, and then. He's like, what's the point of this story? I I like like stories. stories. (laughs) All right. Yes, I remember that episode now. Okay. Well, (laughs) let's go ahead and wrap it up. And let's get to our water tower rating. All right, guys. So out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Kelly, let's start with you. I'll go with four um like you said they're very straightforward and um but uh i thought i i liked the the scripts of them um you know the whole humanitarian stuff and and the warner siblings getting all saccharine and everything i, I really liked all the stuff they were saying they, they crammed a lot of super um i don't know environmental and health conscious uh, references in a very short amount of time, and um, and then also the the soda jerk. I thought uh, I just thought it was kind of cute. They, they were cute cartoons, and of course directed by friend of the show, Adu Payton, who we have to get on the show again at some point soon because that was an oh, awesome yeah, he had interview. A lot of stories. Yeah, I mean, he if you haven't listened to last week's episode. Uh, you really should, because uh, it was a fantastic interview with Adu Payton, and uh, he has so much good, he has so much, so many interesting stories. We'll have to 
And he has a lot more that he promised to tell us uh, on the next time he's on. So, Nathan, what do you think? What, what, what was your what was your rating oh. of today's episode? I give it a three. A three. It was it was good. Uh, it was fine. Like I have no qualms with it at all. But also, like, uh, yeah, it was fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a decent, okay episode. Is yeah. Well, I'll give this episode um, three water towers as well. I mean, like you said, Nathan, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing, nothing crazy great about it. Nothing, nothing horrible about it though either. It's just a good episode. It's just, it's a good episode, but uh, it's not a great episode. It's just really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get to our poll results from last week or two weeks ago or whatever. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most recent poll. So, the question was, which of these rhyming cartoons was your favorite on Animaniacs? And, uh, of course, you're using the hashtag Animaniacast poll. The first choice that, uh, well, I should say the one that lost the most, in fourth place was Gunga Dot, which got 13%. Uh, then following that in third place was Mighty Wacko at the Bat with 21%. Paul Revere's Ride had 22%. And the winner is Nighty Night Toon with 44%. And Nathan, what was your, what was your favorite of those choices? <laughs> well, uh, I voted for uh, Mighty Wacko at the bat because I liked how uh, he won. He got his uh, home run thing or whatever. It was right. nice. It was, a, it was a more positive version of the yeah. classic tale, right? Exactly. Uh, Kelly, what about you? I liked uh, Nighty Night because it's basically Winnie the Pooh narrating. Exactly. Yep. And uh, I just saw the Christopher Robin movie over the last weekend. It is. Did you cry? I did not cry <laughs> at all. I was surprised because it feels like it should be a crying cart, a crying movie, but it wasn't. It was quite good. Just makes you feel happy, and. Um, this, the effects on it are really quite good. Jim Cummings is awesome in it. I mean, there's some people saying he should be nominated for an Oscar for this movie. I think if they start giving out Oscars for voice talent, though, they need to start off with Frank Oz. I think that would be a big, a fantastic move. Personally. Which, by the way, and I haven't shared it on my social media yet, but I got a signed DVD personalized to me from Frank Oz. Oh, you actually you did the, uh, uh, the uh, Muppet one? Talking. Yeah. Oh, what's it called again? Muppet Guys Talking. Muppet it's Guys Talking. Documentary that they did. And I got it the other day. I was like so excited. Oh, my gosh. And he's like one of the coolest people on Twitter right now, especially because Twitter is such a can be such a negative place. Oh, today. There's been some drama today. Oh, boy. I missed it. Okay. I don't want... I'll talk about it later with you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our poll for this week. What do we have, Nathan? All right. So uh, we just had a Mindy and Buttons episode, Night of the Living Buttons, which we just talked about. But um, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, We're doing the best Mindy and Buttons cartoons round three, not including that one or another one. Uh, It's Mindy... uh, It's Mermaid Mindy, where they're under the sea, uh, Little Mermaid... uh, kind of parody the mindy 500 where they're on a racetrack and getting run over by cars and then whistle stop mindy where mindy's trying to get to the front of the train because she likes that 
big whistle. So those are the three choices. I like how you uh, said the Mindy 500 is when they're getting run over by cars, and there is no they when it comes to <laughs> bad things with Mindy and Buttons. It's always Buttons. I'm sorry. Um, or buttons. Okay, well, I guess I just remembered it wrong. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's not the cartoon where a little child gets run over by cars. Oh, wow. <laughs> be... I like it a lot better now. <laughs> no. Well, you can make your voice heard by going to twitter.com slash animaniacast or simply searching on Twitter for hashtag AnimaniCastPoll. And um, if I put the poll up like I should when the episode goes out, then you'll be able to make your voice heard right away. Let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online? I am sometimes on Twitter. (laughs) Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. Um, also, oops, I've been forgetting to log into Discord. Um, <laughs> Discord, uh, Kelly and the Mani Guest. And then um, I'm always checking my email, Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. That's right. Uh, yeah, join the conversation over there in Discord. We have some... We, hey, whenever it comes to Animaniacs or just animation stuff or reboots, we're, we're talking about it <laughs> over in Discord. And you can join us. It's Discord.AnimaniCast.com. And, uh, yeah, you, I, I typically like to talk about the DuckTales reboot that's out Woo! right now, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, I can't not do that. <laughs> Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? Um, if you want to find me online, look on Twitter time. Uh, Django FT, that's me. All right. As for the Animaniacast, <laughs> we're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Check out our previous episodes on your favorite podcast player and, of course, over at Animaniacast.com. You can catch up on all of our previous episodes. And, uh, yeah, while you're over at Animaniacast.com, well, that'll take you to our RetroZap archives. And uh, check out all the stuff at RetroZap. There's over 20 podcasts to check out and all tons of articles and videos and everything's going on. New stuff every day. Check it out, RetroZap.com. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying, Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. I think I'm going to go chop down a Christmas tree and put it in my house to decorate. Then I'm going to sit on my butt and watch TV all day.